and this is on and I think uh, we just for the sake of testing the effects that are now getting recording everybody welcome to our podcast yeah welcome 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 that looks better right we are oh, recording yeah. last time we didn't record pads I mean luckily we're recording two ways yes good so how you guys been pretty good pretty good it's so warm right now it is I feel like I'm sweating like a swimming pool. Okay, why does the podcast always start with sweat conversations? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I even <laughs> took my hands off the table. <laughs> are you sweaty again? No, I'm not. You are sweaty. So we are here with Dom and with sweaty... <laughs> Monica <laughs> Sweat. <laughs> okay. Um, and Gabby. Um, it's been a week since... I mean, le- even less than a week since we did our last episode. How was this time for you? Did you feel like a changed person now that you're doing a podcast? People, like, my friends are like, I knew you were very outgoing, but I did not expect you to, kind of, like, do a podcast. To do a podcast. Yeah. I had some friends who texted me and they were like, really, you also doing a podcast? Who isn't doing a podcast nowadays? Really? I don't know anyone that is doing a podcast. Me neither. But Personally, they were, anyway. They're just jealous. My friends from Portugal. Yes. You're just jealous. <laughs> I have to say, um, a lot of people saw or heard that we're doing a podcast during doing a podcast from from whatsapp but not whatsapp what am i saying from from instagram stories and they were asking questions and i ended up having conversations with them about the topics that we addressed and like you know the difference between an expat and an immigrant i think this conversation i had it three times or four times with different people all expat slash immigrants and they were all like, oh, and what did you guys talk about? And I said, well, you have to to listen to it. And they were like, yeah, but I don't think expert is this, and I don't think that immigrant is that. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of conversations yeah. we have here. So it's really cool that we could kind of, I could relate back to these conversations and people got intrigued. And um, I told them all that they might be a guest soon. Yeah. No, I was the same. They're like, what is it about? It's like, you know, being an expat, and it's just a chat between three friends and like we usually wouldn't have these kind of conversations outside the podcast. I don't know, it never really comes up many times. No, I think we just And it's nice to have them. Yeah, it's really nice. And, and usually like we don't talk that serious. Serious. So it's it's nice for a change to kind yeah. of sit down and talk about serious stuff like proper grown ups. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone was like, Oh, I really look forward to listen then because like that sounds very exciting. Oh. I got even people who are actually Swiss who actually reached out and after saying the same thing, they were like, oh, I'm really looking forward to hear it. So oh, like, be careful. <laughs> this is not for you. <laughs> this is about I mean, it's for everyone. It's also yeah. good to hear their perspective as exactly. a local. Maybe we should bring a Swiss, like born in Switzerland. Uh, person the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Any Swiss friends who volunteer to join us for a conversation? I, I like we talk about, you know, to our audience. And last time we said, hey, we're going to ask our audience to choose our name. Like, we're going to post it and blah, blah, blah. We didn't do that. We, we asked our friends. I, I didn't. Did you? Did yeah, you know? when we went for a drink, we, huh? we asked. So you asked our friends as well? Yeah. Yeah. Our friends. I, didn't re- I don't remember that. Yeah, me yeah. neither. Anyway. The name is picked. <laughs> the name is picked, but I guess it, we picked it in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it just so sounded good. So. We are still the only audience of our podcast. Exactly. So we asked for some feedback from friends and they liked it. So, And I think it really, really um, 
explains what we're here. Okay, so what's the name? Yeah, what's the name? <laughs> what name did our friends choose that I'm not aware of? Redefining <laughs> home, expat stories. Okay, do you want to do the intro that I tried to do earlier? Um, now with the name when I said welcome to, and I forgot the name. I need to put my radio voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will put you the drum beat. Okay. And then you will say welcome, like during the beat. Okay. Welcome to the name of the podcast, I right? That. And that, that that can be our intro. The official okay. intro. Okay. Are you ready? Oh we can God. do this yeah. uh, multiple ta- <laughs> takes. <laughs> no, we're not going to. No, we're not going to cut. Just multiple <laughs> takes. Ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Welcome to this week's podcast, episode number two. Really? F- oh my god! Really? Yeah, that was very. I didn't. I didn't stop. It okay, wasn't. I me. was really feeling it. Yeah, it's it's nice drum beat. Just say, you can just say, welcome to expats. Yeah, welcome. Whatever to redefining home. Okay. Okay. Right? Let's do it again. Ready? Then. Come on. Yeah. Welcome to redefining home, expat stories. Episode number two. With Gabby, <laughs> with Monica, and Hi. with Tom. We really need to... We, we, we need to work We on need this. to work on it. Right. It was really good. But okay. it's only the second well done, episode, guys. so... And it was good team teamwork. Team Very work. good. So, today. So, today, in the second episode of... Redefining Home Expat Stories. Thank you. Here we go. We are talking about... The first few months as an expat in a new place. R- yes. Um, the official name for the episode is Dealing with Culture Shock the First Few Months. Right? Is that a short name? That's such a shocking title. Okay. Badumts. <laughs> no, I don't have the badumts, <laughs> but we need to add that. So, Culture uh, Shock. Culture Shock. Monica, tell us about your first few months and your culture shock. I can let you go first. What? I'd like to listen to you guys. I am, I'm always talking, so okay, you go, Gabby. Fine. I can ask. <laughs> okay, I, can, I can answer it. Then. Okay, you go, Dom. Um, so, talking points, defining culture shock, personal experience, stages of shock, tips for overcoming culture shock, blah, blah, blah. Take me to your first few months after leaving home. Um, I didn't have a cultural shock, I would say, but just because I had spent some time here in Switzerland already. Um, and so it wasn't like a big shift. Um, but of course, there were things that I immediately felt like were so different. So taking care of paperwork here, it's it's so complicated. Of what? Paperwork. Ah, paperwork, yeah. Like you need your... Everything is a paper. <laughs> ...working permit, you have to go there. You need, I don't know, you have to go somewhere. It's like they don't use email here. They just like everything has to be handed over in person. Um, and that for me was like, how is it happening in a, you know, first twenty first century Switzerland? It's just for me was like mind blowing, and that really, in a way, was like, you have this perception of Switzerland as being such a advanced country in a way, and then there's some things where they're actually lacking behind, and it's actually one of the reasons why I also enjoy when we talk about digitalization of things and it's just like you start feeling it in your daily life and how much it actually impacts your life because you have to waste time just taking care of small things and that for me was like doesn't make sense um but other than that I think people here were friendly um I made friends I would say quite quickly 
but it's just because I, I found a community um, that was kind of on the same situation that I was with yeah other interns and um, yeah with other expats who had moved recently. So yeah, um, just for context, like I moved to Switzerland 2019. Um, I came uh, to do an internship in a pharma company in Basel. Um, and that's kind of how we actually all met each other. So I was one of the first ones, then I eventually eventually met some others, and then the, our group of friends kind of... Big pharma family. Big pharma <laughs> family, yeah. Well, um, pharma. I have to say, just a point to what you mentioned with the paper. Yes, I was surprised by how much everything here is paper-based, but the speed and the pace at True. which letters move. You know where to go, right? You go there, you bring the right works, paperwork, yeah. and you get it. Yeah, it works. It, it's quite tedious. There's no messing. But also, when you send a letter or when you ask for a letter or so, they arrive in like a day or two. I know, yeah. They do, yeah. I mean, Especially the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bills arrive. That's what good <laughs> the is. The bills arrive in the evening. <laughs> the bad, it's, everything is fast. You're just on the phone and the bill is like the, the postman is knocking on your door <laughs> with the bill. Like you owe us money. Hello. Uh, although, yeah, we are comparing instantaneous feedback on digital platforms with two days of waiting. So maybe we just got a bit accustomed now. Yeah. But still, I feel that... But it feels like you'd lose paper so easily and for some reason every, yeah. every everything time. works. Yeah, it But just do you works. think it got better after COVID? Because when I was looking for a new apartment, you know, all the paperwork, you have to get it. I was able to get a lot of things online now. True. And even when you move, you can actually do it online. Yeah, you exactly. You can do it online. You don't have to go there. So I think it changed COVID. I think from all the countries that I, I, I can call home, um, I can see a lot of improvements you know, in services, mm -hmm. public services. Yeah, a forced Yeah, they were forced, yeah. yeah. And it's a bit, like, ridiculous because they were, technology was always there, it was always available, but then they were pushed to do it. So mm -hmm. I think Switzerland got a bit better about that. It does, it, it did, yeah, for sure. So let me ask you, Dom, um, what would you say helped you the most in dealing with the change? I mean, you said you didn't have too big of a culture shock, but still, what was the the thing that helped you the most? I think was really having that sense of community, um, having other people going through the same. You would always have someone who had been through something that you were experiencing in that specific moment. And so it always helped to like have other people to, you could go and ask. And that really helps a lot. It's like if you missed something, then you could just go and ask, oh, I did this. And then someone would know how you could fix it. So in a way, it's like having your own family here. La um, familia. La familia. <laughs> La familia. <laughs> Shout out to La yeah. Familia. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monica, what about you? How were your first few months? Because so you didn't move to Switzerland first. No, I moved to Ireland first. All right, so let's talk about Portugal that. So from Portugal to Ireland, Ireland to Switzerland. And to Ireland was a bit different because I Say moved... Ireland again? Ireland. 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 <laughs> it's a bit different because I moved on Where? my own. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. I moved there on my own and... But I'm very social, as you know, guys. Like, I'm very, like, a people's person. And for me, that w whatever country I was in, like, the first thing I would do would be find a football club. I've been playing football for over 20 years. I've been a football coach uh, for a few years. So was always the the my niche, like, what I needed to just become settled, I suppose. Mm -hmm. In Ireland, I was still involved in football, <clears throat> And then when I moved to Switzerland, it was the same. First thing I did, 
after getting a job was uh, was to find a football club where I start uh, playing. And that really helped a lot, although that's where it was the culture <laughs> shock because football teams are usually very, you know, uh, connected and, you know, a big group of friends, a big family. And <laughs> a Swiss football team is a bit more difficult. You know, Swiss, like, I think it takes a bit of, a bit longer for them to, to get comfortable with you and to actually call you a friend mm-hmm. and to open up with you. And that's how I felt. And that was my first experience with the Swiss culture in the foot, like in this case was in the football club because it was where I would have a bit more interaction with Swiss people. Um, although there was a bit of a, there was a few people that were coming from different countries, but uh, but yeah, but was it was a bit difficult. And so I didn't feel like part of a team as I usually would feel very quickly. And, and then was also the, I don't know, I mean, it's like in Portugal was the same, Ireland was the same, you know, you finish work and you just, you look at your colleagues like, here, we go for a drink after work, you know, go for a pint and they're like, yeah, grand, we go. And then moving to Switzerland, they're like, can you put in my calendar or (laughs) (laughs) I'm available? Like maybe in our group of friends doesn't happen that often. It happens a little bit, but like, it's not as often we were a bit more free up i suppose but like switzerland is like everything is within with three weeks advance yes, yes. You know? I, I can attest that my significant other is swiss and it's not only with me but also with his friends everything has to go into calendar and everything has to be planned like a month in advance come on guys out. we have a calendar <laughs> in our okay, group friends. we we already almost swiss in that way but like they have to plan stuff like one month in advance and that's so crazy it's yeah like, yeah, I, I understand, right? Because when you settle, when you have a family or you have a partner, I think, you know, it's not the same as you living by yourself in a country and you're just trying to make friends and you're trying to make, make the most of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think within Ireland, I find the culture a bit more similar to Portugal in a way that people are a bit more, what's, what's the word? They don't need to plan as much. They're more spontaneous. Spontaneous, yeah, that's the word. And then Switzerland, no. Mm-hmm. People are not spontaneous. Okay. Everything is a plan. Um, so yeah, my tip for you guys, if you move abroad, um, and I think I, I said the same last episode is find a niche. What are you interested on? What are you laughing at, Gabby? Go on. And then I say, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> whatever interested on, whatever interest is, um, and just, uh, you know, go, go look for it. Like yeah. football or volleyball or painting or e-games i don't know something like that just find something yeah Yeah, i couldn't agree more but i'm laughing because um we had talked about oh yeah um make sure you kind of think about your tip of the week uh, or some notes for this episode and i feel like you just now want to try to get out of the way (laughs) using this tip no because you asked them (laughs) no i know (laughs) but it's funny but i used it already last episode yeah Yeah, i mean when you moved to switzerland was covid um, yeah. How was it for you? Well, um, so I'm going to talk about Switzerland and I'm going to talk about my first culture shock, which was Hungary for me. Oh, yeah. Um, Switzerland, COVID was, <clears throat> it was challenging. So I moved also 2019, the 1st of December. Um, and it took me two months to find a job. And in those two months, I still went home for holidays um, in Romania and then I came back, I went skiing a few times with my family, so it didn't feel like, you know, those months passed very quickly. I was looking for a job, or I was going skiing, or I was getting this um, kind of, 
I don't know how to call them, not lessons, but like sessions of getting introduced to Switzerland. And actually, so um, I digress. I think that's what you say. I, um, You go back? Yeah, I go back to what Monica was saying, the people in Switzerland they take a bit of time to accept you. So in these uh, sessions where I got to meet uh, this this woman that was introducing us to the Swiss life, she told us there's two types of people. There is the coconut people and the peach people. I always hear about the coconut people. Yeah, yeah. Coconut. yeah the, coconut the coconut people. people. So the coconut people have a really, really hard outer shell mm -hmm. that it's very hard to get through. But once you do, everything is there. Like the coconut milk, the coconut pulp, whatever, so you can get access to everything. Then um, there's the peach people who have a very kind of soft shell, but then eventually you reach the core, um, which is the seed of the peach, that's really, really tough. And it, it requires a lot to actually break that further, mm. right? So it's either people who let you in easier until a certain point and then you really have to get to know them to get that their core these are the peach people yeah. and then you have the coconut people who initially they're super cold and takes a while to break them but once you do you have access to everything are you a coconut or a peach me he's a grape me i'm a grape <laughs> it's like, just soft just soft <laughs> all the way through you you know everything <laughs> about me little from, tiny from day one <laughs> yeah i think I think we I, all a grape. Yeah, I don't know. Are we all grapes. No, no. I wouldn't categorize you guys. Okay, let's ask each other. So, Dom, what would you say about me, and what would you say about Monica? What fruit would I be? No, no, no. You have to categorize. Oh, us. okay. Um, well, what are the fruit? These two: peach uh, and coconut. Peach and coconut. Yeah. I would say both of you. I mean, <laughs> now it's difficult for me to say because both you of you are stupid. <laughs> 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 also, uh, no. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't say you were coconuts in the beginning, <laughs> but you're also not not peaches. Because yeah, that's what I mean. Is we, I don't think we are either. I mean, if you would be one, you would be one of the, those peaches that doesn't have a core. Okay. Just because I took it out already. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, guys. <laughs> I mean, the question itself. No, it make makes no sense. sense right? no, no, no. I mean, maybe it was just uh, something that. Was invented for the purpose but of that Monica. Training. Stop inventing. Are we are we <laughs> coconut or peaches? What what would you say about that's us? That's the thing. I don't think we neither of us are neither of those fruits mm. because like at least I like I I think we all have the same personalities and we're just very friendly from the beginning and then of course you don't have to be best friends with everyone. I, like at least for me, I gave each person what I feel like I can give, so how much I can share. You know, I keep knocking your... Yes, that's okay. Um, you know, like, some people I know I can trust with certain things, some people I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but you know, I'm still nice to everyone. Okay. So... I don't know. Gabby. And you guys are the same, no? Like what? Just people. easygoing. We're just easygoing people. And so what's an easygoing fruit? Easygoing fruit. Orange. Orange? You just squeeze it and peep. Yeah, but you things still have come to out. kind of like peel it off. Yeah, no, that's not very easy. No? Something that, a grape. I think a grape is very grape easy. Is, you can just easy, yeah. pop it in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pop it in. Yeah. We are grapes. We are grapes. Okay. Right. We are great people. We are grape. Oh my God, dumb. <laughs> well done. All right. 
Um, so, people watching, what fruit are you? Okay, uh, tell us: Are you a peach, a coconut, or a, a grape, or what fruit are you? Think about it. How do you feel? Do you let people in easy? Do you have still things that you share with very few people? Do you let people in diff like hard? I don't know. Why are you laughing? You let beep that thing. Yeah, no, just, just beep yourself. I will beep you too while I talk to the audience. <laughs> and I ask them, what fruit are you? And no, you cannot say I'm a tomato because Why that's a tomato? barely a fruit. It is a is fruit. Is tomato a fruit? Yeah. It is, yeah. Isn't that a vegetable? It's, it's no, no, it's a, it's a fruit because I think it has seeds. That's the reason why. Oh, my God. But, again, it's barely a fruit, right? It's like barely strawberry. Strawberry is not there a fruit. There is tomato juice, but there's yeah, also but there's carrot also juice. There's also carrot juice. And That's very true, and it's still a vegetable. Anyways, we Anywho. digress, digress. Uh, going back to cultural shock um, in COVID, took me months Because I, I got a job in March of 2020, so I officially started in March 2020. And then I went to office for a week, and uh, then I went home for like nine months. Yeah. And my life was just working, um, gaming, and hiking or skiing with my family. Luckily, I had my family, to be honest, because we were doing stuff on the weekend, and I was also with my brother. We were doing stuff. So... I didn't really feel the shock. I mean, yeah, there was the process of, of moving and that was a lot of, you know, papers and, and so on. And I felt, rightfully so, Switzerland kind of re is really thorough in, in that process. Um, and I guess, you know, compared to the Netherlands, maybe where I lived before, it wasn't so easy to speak English everywhere. Uh, and then, mm -hmm. let's say, call an office or a doctor's for a doctor's appointment and say it in English. So this was my first kind of shock. But this is similar to how I felt in Hungary. Also in Hungary, many times I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really have the you know, ease to speak English. I remember I was in a McDonald's in Hungary when I moved and I wanted to ask for a Big Mac menu to the lady and she didn't understand like she didn't understand one Big Mac. I mean Big Mac is Big Mac in Hungarian too, I think. Right? <laughs> so I was writing on a piece of napkin one the number one times big mac and then eventually she got it that way so you know and i'm not blaming or or anything but these kind of interactions made me yeah or, or were the most most shocking to me um when i first moved but when we're talking about culture shock right is it just negative because like you know talking now good things about switzerland like Oh, I can't things. see myself move. I think I think once you reach Switzerland, like once you're here for work and you're here, like living here and you're settled here, I think it's going to be very hard to find a better country to be, right? Like not just financially, but like the the style of living. Mm -hmm. I know it takes three weeks to meet someone, but everyone is so like chilled mm -hmm. and polite. Well, most times, but, you know, like everyone is minding their own business. Um, at least here in Basel, like there's not much crime uh, or not crime at all. Um, no, there is crime. Well, yeah, no, I mean, but no, like you expect in Porto, for example, you know, oh, yeah, like they, compare, they comparing to everything. cities, you know, but, um, but, and then like the streets are so clean. They are immaculate. Like everyone, every time I have someone visiting, they're like, 
there's no rubbish on the street. That's the first thing they notice. Or if there is, um, after a Friday night or a Saturday night, everything is clean. On the Sunday like morning at snacks. 6 a.m. Yeah. Oh, fast night. So, guys, we have this like carnival thing here, and people go mental, right? The Swiss people is there. It's more in Basel. It's not They'll, everywhere. Okay, Basel at least is the oldest fast night in Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken, and the biggest one anyway. Um, and it's part of a UNESCO. Uh, yeah, it's it's a huge cultural. Thing. Yeah, and so it's like this carnival, and it starts at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, four or five. Four, mm-hmm. four o'clock in the morning, the and this big parade with bands. People are dressed up in these weird costumes, and they're like playing music, whatever. But there's this is a rip ripfly rapfly, like you know the you know it's confetti. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'm trying to find the word, guys. It's confetti, and. You would literally find them in your shoes a year later, <laughs> like yeah. because it's these tiny little things. Anyway, and the streets are covered in them because this goes on for two or three days, right? And trust me, three days later, there's nothing on the streets. It's yeah. like clean, back to normal, done and dusted. Let's go back to our yeah, normal that's, lives. That's really surprising. It's really like just one, Google guys. Once Google it's done, that. once it's done, the city is literally back to normal. Yeah. You wouldn't say there was a huge. It's very hard party. to explain. Just Google. Yeah. Carnival or Fasnat, if you if you can say it, like Carnival Basel, and you see how mad. And it is. just for context, confetti is being thrown around, and yeah. and people, uh, like these people dressed in costumes, but not only, um, based on on a certain badge that you have, mm-hmm. where you show your support to it. If you don't have it, you get thrown confetti in your hair and like. Uh, Last forever. Yeah, put confetti in your clothes. Um, so you're not safe on the streets for those three days. You will Get not be badge. safe uh, from confetti. I mean, there's literally confetti all over the floor. It's like you walk. You don't see floor. You don't see anything. So you just see the confetti. And it's really nice. For the first time, I did get up early and I went. And so, guys, every the, the city literally goes black. There's no lights anywhere. And then at four o'clock on the dot, uh, these like uh, musical groups, they have lanterns, homemade lanterns, like this kind of like, it's kind of like Chinese lanterns, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know and, either. Um, and, uh, and they just uh, light them up at the same time. And then they start the music. And yeah, it's re- actually really cool. Yeah, it's really nice. And yeah. also, this is the probably the only three days a year where the whole Basel goes crazy. Yeah. So, you know, talking about cultural shock, I mean, I think these are the ways in which it translates very nicely. So everything is super organized. So this is part of the culture. Every Everybody kind of follows the rules, respects the rules. Uh, it's very on time, like you said. At four on the dot, the, the instruments just go. Mm-hmm. Like there's no delay. And three days later, it's like you go in a building, you spend three hours, you come out, or you go home, you come the next day, it's clean. It's like it never happened. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when talking about culture and the cultural differences, I think... It's not just negative. No, no, absolutely. It's just the way that... that what is culture really, right? Yeah. It's the way these traditions and the, the behavior of people is being... It, it happens, I yeah. guess, right? So yeah. for Switzerland, these come out super clear, you know, in traffic. I mean... I had people coming from Romania here and they said after a few days I cannot drive here. It's too 
it's too by the rules. Yeah. Everywhere where it's 100, people go 100. Everywhere where it's 80, people go 80. You cannot push the limits in any way. Otherwise, you'll pay for it, right? Yeah. So these are kind of the differences that now we got used to it. At least I got used to it. But people who come and visit me, they're like, oh, my God, everyone's going 80. I'm like, yeah, but it, that's the limit. <laughs> and yeah, but in Romania, yeah. I mean, it's not always like that. It's it's actually funny. I also had some Portuguese friends over a couple of months ago. And even in the, the um, how do you say, the stairs, the... Um, like escalators. The escalators, yeah. They everyone were, is on the right. Everyone is on the right. And they were shocked, like, why is everyone on the right? They couldn't, like, in their mind, it didn't make sense that people who have to go right just stand and then left if you have to walk yeah and then we're like why are people doing that but it's and just it, like it, it does make sense right? yeah no i i do in fairness i'm really happy in switzerland and i intend to stay here for many many years and i like the way everything works and when i go home i'm actually happy to be back not just to my own place but also to everything like you know it's just like everything runs on time guys it's just like <laughs> yeah you know, you can you can actually plan your life around public transportation. Yeah. You know. Oh. And what what else can perfect. you do there? No. Like, I, where I lived, like they just don't show up. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of people telling me like, "Oh yeah, but Switzerland is so expensive." Yeah, but I would rather pay a bit more. But yeah. Things work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like you pay the health insurance and you go to the doctor and it's working and you don't have to take care of anything. You pay, I don't know. House insurance, it's mandatory. If you break something, it's working. You don't have to even like Yeah, it's fight very with efficient. It's, everything works. So then let me ask you this. Do you then experience culture shock again when you go back home after yeah. a long time? I think yeah. so. And if so, what are the things that bother you the most? I mean you know that that you're like Oof, this I mean last week I, I kind of said that I was not patriotic and I think it doesn't help that I'm living in a country which is so the opposite of my own country because now I'm so spoiled that everything works here that when I go home and things don't work, if I have to get on a train and it's late 10 minutes for them, it's like normal. And here it's like, no, that's not acceptable. And then I'm. it's like I see more the negatives now that I'm here where things work when I go back. And that's why sometimes when I'm back, I'm kind of like complaining the whole time that nothing works just mm -hmm. because i'm so spoiled yeah i think that's it uh, i don't know it's just again like you switzerland is a reliable country yeah for everything all the public services yeah but everything you, has a way to do you yeah. lived in ireland too yeah how comparable is ireland to portugal then how because here is like a, a country that everything works everything yeah. is on time how was Ireland? How did you feel this difference between Ireland and Portugal? I think, like, people-wise, I think it's very similar. Like, the way of being for people. Um, of course, like, you get paid more in Ireland than you are in Portugal. But there, I find, like, at least at the moment, I still go back to Ireland quite often. And the, the way of living is increasing, like, the money-wise like mm -hmm. you know everything is getting super expensive and the first thing that i realized when i got there that was super expensive was the public transportation was like 60 quid for the week for like 10 trips on the bus Whoa. so like for me to get to the hotel where i was working i would have to go like you know 
every day. So that'll be like over 60 quid for the mm. week. So, and that's quite expensive. Um, in Ireland, you earn a better wages than you do in Portugal, but not that much better. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and, uh, and, and that's the thing. And I, I find both Ireland and Portugal going through the same issues, especially accommodation as well. Uh, very hard to find a good place at a good price. And uh, and public services are expensive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How is Hungary? Hungary was... Hmm. So, you have to understand between Romania and Hungary has existed this... Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like a rivalry, right? Like mm. rival, li rivalry? Yeah, rivals. Yes. There's <laughs> been some territorial disputes in the past, you know, with the wars and so on. Um, and I always looked beyond that, so I never cared about that. So, my, But my opinion might be, I would like to think more true than if you asked other Romanians or other Hungarians on the difference, right? But I think Hungary in, in many ways was... Um, a bit more of an organized Romania, right? Mm. I mean, of course, architectures are different. They still have a lot of um, inspirations from when uh, Austro-Hungary -Hungar existed and the types of buildings. And if you go to Transylvania, mm. you still find kind of the same, although Romania has other influences in other places, having been a lot more communist as a country and so on. But um, when I moved, everything was similar but just a bit better in the sense mm -hmm. of... So this I'm talking again about um, uh, using public transportation, about using services and so on. This was a bit better. So in a quality of life um, approach, I think it was a bit of a step up in that sense, mm -hmm. which I liked. Um, if you talk about culture as how you gather as a family, how you hang out and so on. Um, also, I think it's quite similar and how people spend their free time and, and, and that. Um, traditions, foods sometimes can overlap. But then when I moved to Netherlands and England, I think that's where the bigger changes was because, you know, Romania is a Latin country, Netherlands and... Um, um, what's it called? UK. <laughs> Are of You're Nordic. Yeah, or no? Germanic origins, Germanic, I think. Yeah. Um, and ev everything is different. Like the, the, the people connection is different. I think you can relate Portugal being also a Latin country. Everything is a bit more physical touch. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you when you meet someone, you kiss them on the cheek and things like this. You know, uh, dinners with families are just a bit different it just feels a bit warmer for mm. some reason mm -hmm. i think it's just a, a different way in which you express your uh, friendship your love yeah. for people yeah, and so different. on Wh whereas these other countries w was not quite like that everything felt a bit more cold maybe again they're just like coconut people <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um as an expat it did feel that way yeah but again guys this is our personal experience yeah yeah right? of course it's like i'm sure there'll be many other um, factors that we could factor in, I suppose, in this like cultural mm. shock. But for us, it's like what we yeah. experience, right? I think it really helps that we 
all have our support systems. Mm -hmm. So whenever we faced with a challenge, we know we're not alone. And, you know, there's always always someone you can rely on. Yeah. That really helps. And what really helps as well, like navigating a new country is this expat groups. So guys, like I know Facebook is old fashioned for many people, but communities do help. Like, you know, many times I have a question about Switzerland, how to navigate it. I go on expat group and I just find the answer, you know, or if there's no one asking the same question, you ask it yourself and you get an answer so i think that's another tip actually yeah this is something that i haven't really done and that my parents have is uh, joining um groups uh, so really especially helps. like romanian groups um which i never did and they found a lot a lot of useful resources yeah. there i was just too kind of ignorant to join them because yeah. i was involved with my international friends and mm. i didn't really want to hang out with i know this sounds horrible but uh no many people i think feel like that but i'm not yeah. saying about hanging out with people from your from your country i mean even navigating the system yeah like okay i own a house in portugal how do i declare the taxes in switzerland yeah what do i need you know and yeah. then people will be in the same situation they went through it the same way and then they just Explain to you how to do it. Yep. So it's very helpful. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, this There's a point here called resources for help. Like what do you, or what did you find most useful as a resource of help when you moved? Was, was it this Facebook kind of... Facebook communities, yeah, definitely. That really helped. And of course, you know, you get to know people from your own country. I got to know a lot of Portuguese people and that was very helpful as well but for me it was a bit different because I moved to, from Ireland right mm -hmm. so it was not like I was yeah coming directly from Portugal I suppose mm -hmm. but um yeah Facebook communities or groups whatever you want to call them they're really good yeah, yeah. or just Google I mean if you don't know the answer to something just Google it I think yeah. you'll find several groups on Reddit or whatever other Mm -hmm. forums there are but it's it's so like there's it's such a big expat community in switzerland that either if it's not on facebook it's somewhere else you'll find the answers online yeah yeah and i think it applies to other countries too yeah um what about you uh, meeting dom, <laughs> meeting, dom <laughs> meeting friends um no i think i also you would use or have used reddit more than facebook again i didn't really wasn't really a fan of facebook I'm a different generation. Um, <laughs> You're like two um, months older than me. <laughs> but, but there is also this kind of country-specific forums which yeah. have a lot of answers. Although for some reason, all the answers are from 2016 or 2015. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Reddit and... Um, and there's also like, I'm sure there'll be... There'll also be some, some events happening. For example, I was oh, yeah. invited to this... Uh, Portuguese dinner in of artists. Mm -hmm. um, yep. It was uh, it was with the ambassador, Portuguese ambassador in Zurich. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also got this kind of yeah. Events, so invites. you know, these kind of events happen. Mm. Um, and it was actually like one of our points was like, okay, you're doing it with pharma people, like people that work in the pharma uh, um, industry. industry. But what about everyone else? Yeah. Um, I don't know how many 
I think there was like 8,000 Portuguese in Basel. 8,000? Something around wow. that. 8,000? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was like a lot of people. I'm going to Google, guys, but uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what the, he said. Um, but yeah, I think going back to earlier to your point that this is our experience. I mean, I've had people who, you know, after uni, which, which I did in England, wanted to return to Romania so badly. Mm. Me, I could not fathom the idea of going back. Mm. So, it, obviously, everybody's perspective is different and everyone, you know, has their own experience. But, you know, I think the more we share, the more we kind of take into account what are the things that can ha happen and how to um, approach these if they happen to you. Mm -hmm. And the, the more you move, I suppose, and the more you spend time abroad, the more you get used to handling new situations. And there was, there was a study... So I looked with our, well, you call our assistant Chatty. 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 Mm -hmm. I wanted to to dig into some actual studies and literature about the expats, about being an expat, right? Um, and I found some here. Um, and actually, I fact-checked them because now um, ChatGPT has this, this tool called Scholar AI where, you know, it's a, this database of, of papers and peer-reviewed pa publications that you can look into. And some of them were not true, so always mm -hmm. fact-check your searches. But here are some that are true. So one of them was on multicultural multiculturalism and psychological adjustment. Um, is a research paper that says that individuals who identify with multiple cultures who are also called bicultural or, or multicultural, show better psychological adjustments and reduce stress in multicultural context. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I read it again, it's kind of obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was your conclusion. <laughs> so th the conclusion is the more you're exposed to something, the easier it is for you to deal with it. Wow. Wow. Who right. Was he a doctor, PhD? Uh, Chang Lee and Bennett Martinez, a publication in the uh, Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology in 2006. Wow. Yes. And I'm sure there's more meat to it, but this is kind of yeah. the abstract. That, that was the summary. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> I have another one, which let's see, maybe it's better. <laughs> it's called Cultural Adaptation and Problem Solving. Uh, another study... Um, published in the International Journal of Intercultural Relations, found that problem-solving problem and cognitive flexibility play a significant role in dealing with cultural shock and adapting to a new culture. So if you are a person who is very problem-solving oriented and has a lot of cognitive, flex <laughs> cognitive flexibility, uh, has a significant easier time in dealing with culture shock. So we'd have to define that was also a study yeah we'd have to define what problem solving and cognitive flexibility means and if we have that but i guess having those things make it an easy going person yeah i guess easy going open mind open mind outgoing yeah um extrovert is yeah, that yeah extrovert extrovert yeah. yeah that will help yeah then yeah. for next one we have but to but i'm sure like yeah for introvert people i'm sure there's also I'm going to look for a study that gives some advice to introvert 
introverted people and yeah. how they I think it's easier for extroverts, so, but I think in general, I think it's easier for... So introverts who get exposure to situations where they have to be extroverts become extroverts by nature. Really? Did you did you read that somewhere? No, it's just obvious. Ah, is it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. We more, have, do we have introvert people, friends? We do have a little bit more introvert friends. Who? We, okay, we don't have to say names here, but do we? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. Like, they're not, but they might, well, not introvert, but they not might be as, you know, like, if we go out. Yeah, like, you know, we are very easy, like. I wouldn't say I'm an introvert, but I would definitely say that sometimes I do need my time alone. Oh, yeah, but I think everyone kind of needs for their own mental health. Like, my my social battery runs low m- many times. So mental health, we have about 15 minutes left. Mental health and culture shock, or mental health in the process of changing cultures. Yeah. Yeah. How was that for you? For me, it was, I would say, um, I wouldn't say, how, how do I start this? I, I would say what really made me feel uh, like have had the toll on my mental health was the language barrier. Mm-hmm because I felt like I was not fully integrated just because I couldn't understand whatever they were saying. I couldn't speak with people on shops or whatever. And that really made me like lose confidence and made me not want to go out just because I would always be like, gosh, if I go out and someone comes and asks me something and then I don't know how to answer and then I look like a stupid person. So it's like, I don't know if that counts as cultural shock, but it really like made me not want to leave home for a while okay Mm -hmm. okay that's interesting i haven't experienced that but i have other experiences what about you monica um i think for me um it was when because the first job i got in switzerland was not the one that i wanted to or i didn't want it i didn't want my career to be based in that area um and when i was trying to you know divert to a different what I'm working now, mm-hmm. it took a long time. And that was also because of the the language barrier. And Switzerland is so competitive. We go back to being like a very good country to live in, culturally and financially. It's very good. Um, so you're competing against the best people in the world, I suppose. You know, like mm-hmm. so many people that want to come to Switzerland. So for me, it was very difficult to find the job. Thankfully, I did. <laughs> three years into the job that I wanted to, but uh, that really affected me mentally okay. because I felt if I would go back to Ireland, or I would go back to Portugal, I would find my perfect job much easier. Okay. You know what I mean? And Switzerland, I, and I can hear that from many different people, it's very hard to find a job. So, yeah. It's not hard to find a job. It's hard to find a job that you actually want to do. As well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's the thing. So for me, like, my mental health took a hit then. Okay. When I couldn't just steer my career the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. For me, it was funny. The first um, challenge was when I actually moved from Romania to Hungary because I was so rooted in my group of friends I just didn't want for the longest time to give the chance to the new place. How old were you? I was 15 at the time, so it was it was really bad. I always wanted to go back home. Every holiday I would return to Romania. I didn't want to invest in relationships with the people there. 
because I thought, okay, the first opportunity I have, I will go back. So it was very like, I don't know, kind of, I, I knew I would, I have, I had embarked on the long, long journey that I would, wasn't going to like. And that took probably a year, but the, after a year, I started giving the new place a chance and then the the change was different. I mm. almost then didn't want to go back. I mean, from that point on, I didn't want to go back. Um, and then um, when I went to uni in my last year, um, I guess I was already kind of rooted in my, let's say, London life. But for some reason, I really stopped liking it. And then again, that third year of uni was so... Ugh, you were stressed as well. Gloomy probably. and... Yeah, and I just needed to get out. I didn't want to go back to Romania, but I just wanted to get out of, of London. Yeah. And I ended up going back for the summer to, to Romania and just kind of being there on my own, um, supervising a, a project that my, my dad made me do. <laughs> and those four months just... Being there, not thinking about anything, taking care of that, got me out of it. Mm. And then Switzerland came, and honestly, COVID times, no COVID times, I had a great time since. So mm -hmm. I, I guess it depends. Yes, I got older, right? So you already have other experience in your in your bag. So. But see, this is what the study says: the more experience you have yeah. with the process, the better you are. Maybe I should. It. Maybe we should read this study in, in more detail. Maybe. Um, okay, for the last few minutes, I want to play a thing that's called um, Culture Shock Bingo. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So um, I was going to prepare a bingo card, but then we would be here writing on our bingo cards and it wouldn't be so engaging for people watching. So I'm just going to throw at you questions and then you say yes or no, or I have or I have an experience. And then if you want to dig into that topic you can so number one so imagine this is on a bingo card right okay. yep. but uh, number one uh, item try to use home country slang no one understood yeah that happens that in portuguese ha right that happened to us yeah yeah we, we do we do say a few things that make sense in portuguese and then our friends are like what are you talking about guys what are you laughing at and then we say in english and they're like that makes no sense we're like yeah even even Portuguese people we worked with, sometimes we both would use expressions. If you come from different They would parts. look at us like, what are, what are you talking about? What is that? It's like, that was yeah, the surreal. Slang. As well, like, I use a lot of uh, Irish slang, I suppose, and people are like, like, mad as a brush. Mad as what? a brush. Mad, see? Mad as a brush. It's like when someone is just crazy. Or when you say grand. Grand. That's grand. Or the cheese slid off his cracker. <laughs> okay, I mean that's the first time I hear you say. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, yeah, but people don't get it. Yeah, I guess to me it happened, but mostly with jokes or expressions. Yeah, it's funny though. It kind of you know, it, it I think it uh, it means that you you adjust to the culture when yeah. you're living there, right? Eight local food that was completely unfamiliar. Yeah. Oh, like like potatoes with, with apple cheese and apple and whatever apple puree. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, not potatoes. It's like pasta, isn't it? Pasta with apple puree. No, it's yeah, it's pasta. Yeah, yeah, it's pasta. It is pasta. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's very good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but even it's weird. The basics like fondue and raclette. Like, oh, but that was like. No, I never had fondue, and actually, I was reluctant I for 
more than a year to even try it. Ah, I love fondue. I love it too. I love I've it never now. had it until oh I moved God. to Switzerland. I would love fondue. Now. Are you the type of person who jumps right in the cuisine or yes. who oof, takes some time before? I like to try. I like to try, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess now, yes, more now, but before I usually take my you time. You just like Thai. I need to mentally prepare. Pad Thai. <laughs> Depends what it is. If it's something that sounds very like... Gabby only eats Pad Thai. That's, thai, every, yeah. that's everything. This is a cultural, different cultural food that I mm. really embraced. Um, got lost because street signs were in a different language. No. no. Google Never. Maps for the win. Okay, yeah, me neither. Experienced a totally different work culture. Yes. Well... Mm, I never worked in pharma before, but yeah, I suppose. I, I experienced it actually. People would say like, it's much more stricter and it's actually not. I When I first moved here, I was so surprised on how chilled everyone is so chill. Yeah, same. It's like yeah. you're sick and like, just take one week off. I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. I suppose cough. like if we, if we go back to that, yeah. The way yeah. of working is more it's chill. It's much more chill. Yeah, honestly, I had the same. I thought it's this strict country and everybody dresses. Maybe in banking they do, dresses in a suit all day, every day. And I was, you know, got the job and I was like, oh my God, now I have to get like 15 like shirts and three suits and stuff like that. And then I came here and everybody's so like at yeah. home, you know. It's yeah, I felt that. I was like, you know, I like to dress nice anyway, but I was like, oh my God, like you need to wear like, really office attired all the time and no people like in their shorts and t-shirt all right uh misunderstood a local gesture no i don't think swiss have a local gesture do they was it is it like a hand gesture or is it like maybe in italy it would, I, it would be complicated I, I did actually with the kisses on the cheek Kisses on the cheek. Ah, the tree. Oh, that, that's a challenge. That really like, puts you in awkward situations. Well, well, especially here in Switzerland, everyone hugs everyone. And yeah. in Portugal, it doesn't happen. I think it's... Actually, I think the I do the hugging if it's like people from other countries. But Swiss, they do kisses. They do, but it's three of them. Yeah, yeah. But like the, the hugs, I do the hugs like to you guys. Or I never give you two kisses, though. No, but like, but even in Portugal, when you meet yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, you, you do wouldn't give the kisses, yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't go and hug someone. No, no, no. It's, for and me, it was like what? people hugging me, and I'm like, why are you hugging I me? I do that Stranger. in Portugal now, yeah, but I do die in too. Portugal now, and people are like, why are you hugging? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's. Monica. I think it's also could be like a a generational thing because more and more friends now, also from Romania, they hug rather than kiss. So it's faster. It is faster. <laughs> There's not the awkward like left, right, left, right. But <laughs> yeah, I mean in Romania it's always two. Yeah. I came here. Swiss is three is and the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. They start in the so left. Maybe we should add right. to the bingo. I actually had a, an uncomfortable situation oh, two weeks too. ago where someone came to hug me and I thought she wanted for she went for the kisses. So I started like giving her kisses <laughs> and then she was like <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no. I, I just went ahead. I'm like, I'm giving the kisses. I don't care. <laughs> just own it. Yeah, many times I had this. Either one too many kisses, two like yeah, less kisses, no kisses and a hug. Ugh. Yeah, but like the port, even the Portuguese here, like the the people that I know, they do three kisses, and I'm always like going for two, and they were like, we're in Switzerland, and I'm like, man, oh my god, but you're Portuguese. <laughs> Some countries do one. I yeah. think I think Bulgaria does one if I'm not fancy, wrong. Fancy, like that's, yeah, that's, that's so the fancy, fancy. people. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I could be mistaken, but 
I've I've experienced where I went for the second one, but there was no willingness. They didn't want <laughs> no, no, one. no. But it's uh, you know it is true. Yeah, many times it happens. You don't know like handshake, hug. Oh, kisses. that's also another one. Hug, handshake, and yeah. kiss bump. That's another. Um, it's like confusion. hi. Just say hello from hi. far away. Okay. Um, had the moment of panic in a local supermarket. I no, I just own it. <laughs> I had once a, a very old Swiss lady coming to me with a package of butter and asking me to read the expiration date in German. And, you know, I could barely speak any German. And she was asking me and I couldn't understand until I just trying to say the months in German and she couldn't get it. But she wouldn't leave me because I said, ich verstehe nicht. So she kind of like, oh, you know, you know how to speak German. So she kept talking <laughs> German to me. And he just threw the butter at her. No, and then eventually she figured it out. I okay. said, it's August instead of August. And then she kind of yeah. understood it. But yeah, that was very awkward. I just wanted to run away and yeah, know, old lady, leave me alone. It's not in the supermarket, but a lot of people come to me like full on German. I'm like... Uh, auf Englisch bitte. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always, or you try to call some someone, or you go to a shop and like, oh, spreke the English. So, do you speak English? They're like, nein. And I'm like, okay, then bye. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, this is something that happened to me. So, but you know no. what? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, they said no, and I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> but sometimes they say no, and they actually do speak English. I know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I talk a little bit. And, and then they and speak they, perfect. And they speak better than I did before I moved to Ireland. Like. It happened to me in the I, hospital when yeah. I got the surgery. I, everyone was like, no, I don't speak English. And then they would be like, they know everything. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. They say to me, ah, ambition. Yeah. And then they went and they go full English, like yeah. fluent. Yeah. Um, celebrated a local holiday without understanding it fully. Fast not. Oh, Easter. Wait, what? What? In Easter, they made me my family, Swiss family. They made me go after chocolate bunnies, like they. You don't do. You don't go Easter egg hunting. In Portugal, it became a thing, no? Like when? in the schools? Mm, no, I also don't. In the school. So basically, they hid chocolate bunnies in our place. Yeah. They made us run after it, and I was like, "I'm a grown <laughs> like seven. Why am I running after chocolate?" And I was so upset because I couldn't find the chocolate. <laughs> and you know, you see this grown-up guy like grumpy because he cannot find the chocolate bunnies looking back it's funny but in the moment i was really pissed oh uh, dom gets very angry very easily oh you you're talking <laughs> <laughs> i get it but, maybe it's but a dom, portuguese thing. but dom does so i was just like imagining you like where the is my but there were children there chocolate. so there was a child so i couldn't you know curse yeah. but <laughs> do you want to say what you were saying yeah <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Got confused by local currency. No. Uh, oh, but at the beginning, yes, with cash. Like trying to figure out, like, you know, like with euros, you just have the feeling for it. You just look at the back of the coin and you know it's a two euro, it's a one euro, 50 cents. With francs, it's like, I just remember the tiny little coin was either a 10 rappen or 50 rappen. Okay. <laughs> you know, like the little one? Yeah. Like 50, half a... Half yeah, exactly. The 50 is not 50, it's one half. Yeah, like, but you know, like you don't have the feeling for it. It's a small one. I know, but in the beginning. But the numbers, yeah. even the numbers that it's... No, no, no. I'm with Monica like here. The coins 
confused the yeah, hell out of exactly. me when I moved here. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but even like the numbers that because, it doesn't say fifty, it says half. Yeah, but but I'm saying half. like in euros you have like one cent, two cents, and the 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 coins keep getting bigger and bigger until you get two euros, right? And here they're like the fifty cent 50 rappen is the smallest one yeah before 20. the 10 and the 20 and then yeah. there's a five <laughs> like what oh and by the way in the uk i think there are some coins which don't show the number the number is written on the side so you mm. actually have to squint and read the number but that's what i'm saying but like with euros if you know from the uh, portuguese euros of course ireland is euros and you just get the feel for it, you know? You just need to look at it and you know it's a two yeah, euro. You know it, yeah, exactly. Here, you know, here you have to... Franks, I still don't get it. Thankfully, there's... I mean... Since COVID, there's like card machines everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Who uses money <laughs> nowadays anyway? Cash. Revolut. All right. And um, I have about 20 more, but let's pick last one last pick one. Pick a cool one. Tell me a number between 10 and 25. Nine. Okay. Nine. No, I said between 10 and 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 11. <laughs> no, no, no. Th that's got confused by local currency. Sorry, between 12 and 25. Oh, my God. 12 and 25, 17. Okay. 17. Uh, dressed inappropriately for a social event. Always from, well, not always, not anymore, but in the beginning. Like, you know, like you go out and... You dress nicely and you put makeup on, you put high heels on and you put like some nice clothes on. And then I had to kind of bring it down a bit <laughs> because girls in Switzerland are very pretty. They're very natural. And I don't know, I came from Ireland. <laughs> you know, like Ireland. <laughs> no, but Ireland, you know, it's like England, like everyone really dresses up like. Like you. No, but like I was never that much, but was still too much for Switzerland. I felt so. Yeah, and when there's like business um, events, it's always like, what am I wearing? Are people going for? I'm Swiss. I wear like vegan stuff. Or you wear vegan stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot you of know, Freitag and whatnot. What? Freitag, you know the ba the bag brand? N no. Anyway, they you, they have this really hippie style, right? So you never know what to wear. I, I I never know. I don't know what you. What about you guys? You are guys. It's a bit easier. Is it? I just had one situation. It was a funeral, and I didn't know what to wear. A because funeral. Because in, in Portugal, usually, wear black. If you're not part of, yeah, okay, black. But black what? Black shirt, black, like t-shirt. Just wear black, or do you have to wear like a proper suit? In Portugal, if you're not actually close to the deceased, you don't have to dress fancy. But here, you actually have to go like with a proper suit. Really? Yeah. So I had to buy a suit for a funeral. Oh, gee. Did you wear it again? No, it's still at home. Uh, waiting for another funeral? <laughs> no, I have a wedding. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gabby? Me? Dressing for the the wrong way? I guess just what I said earlier with work. Uh, I thought, yeah. you know, I prepared with a certain kind of outfits <laughs> for the work. I just keep having to adjust this camera. <laughs> um and then I came here and everybody was so relaxed, you know, yeah. inf not informal, but like semi-formal. And it, I had like the shirts and the nice trousers prepared. And I said, OK, I mean, now I have to go back to my regular um, outfits. But do you find that like depending on which department you work on, it's like different? Yeah, it is. It is. Work it is. And right? even like where we work or like where we started working, it was very yeah. chill. Yeah. Even like yeah. We, we say like that it's very chill here, but we're just lucky to work in a company that is chill. Yeah, everywhere is yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, 
Next, is it the last one? Yeah, yeah that's we the last time. one. Ah, um, cool. Okay, so Should we say a word because last week we said, okay, if you listen up until this point, write this word, and we never said the word. Okay, what's the word? The word is coconut. Coconut. That's a very good word. And if we are talking about the expat tip of the week, why don't you start? Okay, I mean, so I cheated and oh I asked God. for forty. To what? our system, <laughs> 40 tips. Okay. Right? Honestly, I could not relate to any of these. I'm just going to read you a few very quick. Navigating local supermarkets, opening a bank account abroad, adapting to weather changes, sourcing comfort foods from home. Any tips on this direction? Uh, just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, But that's the thing. We can't just say go out, make friends, because some people don't like that. I do have one tip. Okay, you, you say it. When you come to... I mean, Switzerland, but when where, wherever you go, try to familiarize yourself with the laws immediately. Oh, yes. Because there are so many things that are different. And there are things that might... Give the applause. Might surprise you. That's a very good one, like, especially in Switzerland. In Switzerland, you have three months to... I mean, health insurance is mandatory. Yeah. So once you come here, you have three months to sign up. If not... They give you the most expensive one. They give you the most yeah. expensive one, and they make you pay the time that where you were not signed up. Yes. Tell me about it. Yeah, I went through that. I yeah, fell me for too. That. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of things like that. And, yeah. and if you are Catholic, for example, and if you sign up in your registration when you get a permit saying that you're Catholic, get ready to pay some taxes. Yes. Church taxes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, rules, very good. Uh, also in Netherlands with the bikes, there's a crazy amount of rules mm. that you have to take into account. I uh, know that people who are expats move there. Some some of them are being offered for free, but otherwise paid special driving courses just for that country because you need wow. to be so aware of bikes. Swiss so yeah. do it in the schools. Yeah. So rules. Thank you, Dom. That was a very good tip. All right. Well that's done, it Dom. for this week. And I'll see we'll see you for the next one. Which is you wanna know the topic for the next one? Yes. Yes. Let's okay. Share. Uh we'll share it next time because I need to find it and I don't have it on the All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye.